Hello and welcome back to another episode of the EFL Fantasy Podcast. My name is definitely Jamie. My name is Angus. And my name is Ben. And we are here to review game week 14. And most importantly, look ahead to game week 15 because there's a massive double game week. Well, it isn't a massive double game week. It's the first double game week, and it seems massive. Um, Rotherham and Ipswich are playing twice this week, so we're going to be covering them this week. Uh, before we do that, how are you guys? Yeah, good, thanks. Uh, enjoyable, I guess, weekend of, of football. Um, I watched, well, some of it. <laughs> you, Dan? Wasn't as enjoyable for me. Luton lost 3-1. <laughs> um yeah, it was a bit crazy in um especially Gaffer both games. Um got over hundred in both games, but yeah. Well interesting week. Good segue then. Um we'll get into our scores for the week. Um Dan, you got over hundred. Tell us about it. Yeah, so I got a uh, hundred and seven. I think I bowled a transfer. <laughs> I was debating using the transfer, but I don't think I did in the end. Um, I captained Dewsbury Hall for 18, uh, vice-captain Somerville for 34, is absolutely bonkers first half. Uh, Dieng for ranking Costello 0, De Silva 3 came on for Manning who didn't play, Davis 8, Jones 2, Clark 16, Piero 6, Adam Armstrong who I did debate getting rid of and I'm glad I didn't, uh, 14. And Broadhead too. Um, I only got a one-place green arrow up to 50 seconds because apparently everyone has boosts left and they were absolutely hammering, getting, what, close to 200 uh, on the scores. So, yeah, happy to get a green arrow and I've got two frees going into the double. Nice. Angus, how did you get on? Uh, mixed one for me. A uh, small red arrow, but... Given the scores that were flying around, the fact that I got less than 100, I was expecting a a red, um, which seems a mad thing to say, but um, it was about 30 places, uh, red arrow. I had 97 minus 4. Um, I also had um, Collins from Cardiff on the bench for 12 and Hume for 9, so it could have been better particularly given that a ranking Costello zero starting for me. Um, a captain Dewsbury Hall, vice-captain Somerville. Um, if I'd had the triple-triple, I'd emergency captain Clark. That could have been nice. Um, I took a minus four. I bought. I did, I did sell Adam Armstrong, and it's the second time I've sold Adam Armstrong this season, and he's returned. So, but he doesn't return when he's in my team. So, you know, it's it's I, I can't win. Your team, uh, <laughs> I bought Kyle Walker Peters, and I bought Jordan Hugel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to downgrade Armstrong anyway. I was going to go to. I was actually going to go to um, probably Coburn from Middlesbrough. So I thought for a couple of weeks, why not go to Jordan Hugel when I was going to be doing it anyway. Um, he got one point against Sheffield Wednesday, so uh, I'm I'm really positive about the double now. Um, otherwise, not a great deal from my team. Davis eight, Walker Peters six, and Rutter eight. 
um, with the with the other sort of the other ones that that did anything for me. Uh, I'll go next. Um, after last week, being so smug, uh, good score. <laughs> um, Somerville blanking the fantasy football guards well and truly fucked me in the arse this week with Somerville, didn't they? That first <laughs> half. <laughs> At first, I was like. Yeah, it's not ideal, but it's not that bad because I, I had Dan James. I didn't sell him in the end. I ended up keeping him. So I was like, oh, it's fine. There's not much in it. Um, yeah, there was. Um, it wasn't ideal. So I got 88 points, dropped down from 22nd to 47th now. Um, who did I have on my team? Diang for four, ranking Costello, zero, Davis, eight. After debating the captaincy between Drewsbury and Clark, I decided to try and be clever and force. It was one of them weeks where I put the vice-captain on a defender. So I put it on Kyle Walker-Peters, who got me a lovely nine points. That was it. Um, Clark, 16. Sarah, 2. James, 14. Sorber Thomas, 1. Armstrong, 14. And Broadhead, 2. Um, one transfer made, I brought Brandon Williams in for Luke Aylin. Williams sat on my bench for zero points where he was really for game week 15 because I will be playing part of the buzz yeah so I'd rather forget about this week and hopefully have a better one in game week 15 how did the pod team do Angus? Uh, we did alright, we got 101 minus 4 Nice. after taking a minus 4 that included two Rotherham players <laughs> <laughs> who did we sell for them? Uh, so we sold Adam Armstrong oh yeah great uh, we sold Barley Mumba. Okay. And I'm struggling to work out who else we sold. Was it Hume? Yes, it was Trey Hume. Oh, of course it was, yeah. So good choice yeah. is. And, and we benched Brandon Williams after buying him as part of the minus <laughs> four. Although he got a zero, so that part was good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so 101 minus four, we captain Dewsbury Hall, vice captain Somerville. Um. And we came second this week. Guys on Gaffer got 106, um, but we beat the the community team and man on. So uh, not not a bad week really. Um, particularly after I think we'd we'd had a couple of wins in a row. So um, still still in a good good position I think. Yeah, we're set up well for the double with double Rotherham. <laughs> We should c- clarify the other Rotherham player we bought in addition to Jordan Hugel was Sean Morrison. And that was pure value. <laughs> that, that was sort of like, remember remember Sean Morrison? <laughs> like, remember how much we loved Sean Morrison? Let's go for that again. Right, again, so this podcast and what's coming up, and Dan will go through the key lineup news from the weekend. Um, we're then going to look into Rotherham and Ipswich like we promised on the last pod. Um, just other key takeaways very quickly from the game week and then we have got a lot of questions this week so we'll go through all of them. Dan, take us away from with the important team news. Yeah, so we'll start off with Southampton. Manning was benched after he returned back for suspension. Uh, Bree continued that left back. Uh, Adams wasn't in the squad, and Adam Armstrong played as a number nine, which was good because I had him in my team. Uh, 
Birmingham, Rooney changing the, the team again. Myoshi and Stansfield were on the bench. Uh, could be good news with Laird back in the squad. Uh, Leeds, Somerville and James started. A bit of surprise for Norwich. Uh, Stacey was benched for Fisher, young Fisher. Huang was up front. Um, QPR, no natural centre-back started. Um, Leicester, Pereira and Fars was benched. Vardy started. Ipswich, Hutchinson started right wing. Wolfenden was benched. Uh, Plymouth, Hardy was back in the in the lineup. Preston, Brady, Frocky Jensen benched. Uh, Chad Evans is back in the squad after his injury. Bristol City, Conway benched. Harry Cornick played the number nine. Uh, Swansea, Key was still out. Coventry, um, Hadji Wright started up front on his own. Sakamoto and Allen played as the ten, so Godden was benched. Uh, West Brom, Furlong benched with uh, Thomas Asante, and they sort of switched formation to 3-5-2 and Dean Garner and Wallace played as nines. So, yes, that's the team news this week. Right, brilliant. Right, this, let's get into it, and this is what everyone's tuned in for. They want to know. Which oh, double game, yeah, Rotherham, which double game we play to get. So, those on YouTube will see on the screen now. We um, First slide is the team stats, so just how they rank. So, I'll go through them quickly, and then we'll discuss them briefly then. Um so goals per match, Rotherham are twenty second um, with zero point nine, Ipswich are first two point two. Just bear in mind on a couple of these they like joint, but I couldn't be asked to put them on because it looked weird. It didn't, except yeah. <laughs> I just left it. Um, goals conceded per match, Rotherham twentieth with one point eight, Ipswich eighth with one point two. Clean sheets, Rotherham are twenty third with just a one, Ipswich are first with six. XG, um, Rotherham 24th, 8.2, Ipswich 4th, 23.9. Um, shots on t- target per match, um, Rotherham are bottom on that as well, with just two, Ipswich first on that one, 6.4. Big chances created, Rotherham are 21st um, with 11, Ipswich are 5th with 25. Um, XG conceded, Rotherham are bottom on that one, 25.5, and Ipswich are 6th with 14.6. And then lastly, saves per match. Rotherham are first for that one with 4.1. Um, and Ipswich are 4th with 3.3. Now, it goes right over me as most of that does. So I'm going to hand over to you two. Um, what are your thoughts regarding that little bit of information? Uh, I wish we had Jeepers Keepers. <laughs> yeah. But with both of these two, actually, with Kladke and Johansson, um, as shown there, you know, they're, they're both top four for saves per game. Um, so that that's that's my number one takeaway, uh, aside from, you know, Rotherham clearly not very good, Ipswich clearly good. What about you, Dan? I'm starting to wonder why we brought in Morrison and Hugel for the pod team <laughs> looking at this. We're going to look into the players from each team in a second, but before we do that, just yeah. looking 
just at that. It's quite bleak, really, if you're looking at Rotherham assets. You know, the 20th or below on every stat, other than saves per match, so it's not really ideal, is it? No, although um, they have scored in every single home game and the double is two home games, so that's what I keep telling myself, <laughs> particularly with Jordan Hugel in my team now. <laughs> Especially with um, Hugel has a good record against scoring against former clubs yeah. and they've got QPR. So you keep telling yourself that, Angus. Yeah, that, that's what I'm going to keep telling myself until the game week. <laughs> and then with Ipswich, like, we kind of know anyway, we, we spoke yeah. about it a lot over the last few weeks but we were looking to their players in a second right Rotherham then they're on screen now uh, for those watching on YouTube um, I've abbreviated the titles because it looks funny um, and it really is that my OCD off so um, minutes played goals assists shots on top target per game successful dribbles per game key passes per game big chances created and bonus points um, who's doing Rotherham I've got the pleasure of doing more from. Well, yeah, so minutes played the first three were Johansson, Rathbone, and Lembesika, the right, these right wing back. Um, <laughs> yeah, none of those are options. I, I think Johansson has been an option for me because I've got three Ipswich and one of them is Hadkey. So I am debating whether to... I know it's a, maybe a bit expensive than what we would like, but to, we've seen that Rotherham make saves, and we saw last season, what, what, did he have nine, ten saves in that one one game? So if he keeps like half a clean sheet and, and things like that, he can get some points. So would you uh, goals. Kodaki, Dan, if you're bringing him in, I'm guessing? Oh, I, well, I'd be getting rid of Hodaki to get a... And it, it, Ipswich oh, attacker okay. in. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Um, Hugel's got three goals. Onidimba two and Peltier two. Angus and... I think Hugel's... If you want to take a punt, it has to be Hugel in the attacking areas. Um, someone that is standing out in quite a lot of these is... Well, it's, it's probably two players. It's Cafu, which... If someone would have said Cafu would be a an option in pre-season, I'd have laughed. But he's got three assists, key passes, 1.7, and he's created three big chances. He's on set pieces, and we know how the um, bonus system works, that things like that can help. And Onye Dimmer has got uh, two goals, one assist. Uh, he's very good at... Um, dribbling as well um and he he's top for bonus points on seven um although his his performances seem to he, have dropped off he got a lot of his returns at the start of the season so yeah it's i think it i would probably punt hugel if 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 you want to that's the attacking option probably cafu if you want maybe a punt in midfield and then you can you can just bench him um and defensively we we looked at this when we were discussing which defender we were going to get in and none of them really stood out so we we punted on morrison just because if they they get a set piece he might get his noggin on it and 
might go in the net. So what what do you guys think? Would you apart from Hugo, would you and maybe your handsome, would you go there in your own team? Uh, well, I'm debating this because obviously I've got two two transfers to use for this week. But yeah. I'm playing part of the buzz. Um one of them is someone we might discuss later on in the like key takes from this week is Manning. Like we don't know, has he been dropped? Um, has he, you know, has he just stayed out of the team because Bree did well when he was suspended? We don't know. But like, I was going to ask you two. Say if I brought a Rotherham defender in, I don't know which one because I'll be honest, it's it doesn't look good. You know, you're looking at <laughs> minutes played, really points us like playing, aren't you? Hopefully, you're hoping for like maybe a half clean sheet or two out the four available, yeah. and then if you're really lucky, some kind of attacking return. Is that? I think if you're going to play, I think if you're going to play part of the bus, I think it's worth punting a Robin defender, especially as one of the games are QPR. Well, I was thinking so that I'm a fifth defender, and then. I'd happily yeah. have one on my bench because it feared sub. I don't really want two or three because I'm going to yeah, have to yeah. move them out straight away and I don't really want to do that. But, uh, you know, I watched the game on Sunday against Sheffield Wednesday. I watched it all and I was really prepared, Dan. Honestly, I got there. I had my notepad out. I thought, I'm going to do some serious scouting here. And within 10 minutes, I sat it off. I was like, these are crap. The only thing, I wrote one thing down. Paltier takes long throw-ins. <laughs> that was the only positive thing I could think of. Honestly, they were shocking. So, I'm stuck. Yeah, you what do right. you guys think, though, if like, if you were me on part of the buzz, what am I expecting as a minimum, really, like as base points from a double Rotherham defender? Appearance so, points? It's Yeah. It probably is just that, isn't it? And yeah, I could get lucky and they could get something. Yeah, you know, they've got two chances to do that, but they're really bad. Where I could go like someone, or I've already got him to do really weird, but Kyle Walker Peters, who's doing brilliantly at the moment. Would you rather bring someone like that in instead? I think I'd go Rotherham. What about you, Angus? Like I said, you can bench him afterwards, can't you? Especially for a boost. I can understand if you're not playing a boost. But... I think there's there's the element of having two shots at something. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's the appealing thing, where it's just sort of like, you know... I mean, for example, take, take all the people um, who missed ranking Costello's 28 points in two weeks, or two games, because it was a week, wasn't it? Yeah. Bought him at the weekend, he's got a zero. Like, if it's a double defender, even if they've got a zero, they've got a chance to redeem that, where if you've just got a single sort of game week player, they might get the zero and that's all you get. So I think that's, that's I guess, the, the two chances at it is what sort of appeals, even though they're terrible. Yeah, true. It's a really difficult one. I think, you know, knowing fantasy football manager, I know everyone will... They'll go anyway because it's it's a double game week and it's everyone just loves a double game week no matter who it is. But if you were then on part of the buzz, who would you be going? Uh, Bramall. Bramall. Yeah. Dan. I don't really know. 
we were comparing them the other day and they're pretty much all, all similar um, uh, they're all the same price as well really as well it's not like a 5 and a 4.5 or something like that I don't know I, I'd like probably just like get Morrison you kind of just put yeah, the in a hat and you just pull one out they're not really big. I think if I was going to go one I think I will go Peltier based on really long throw-ins yeah yeah, but when you want the person who's Morrison, who's probably in there for the long throw, in there. Yeah, well, it could be, or it could be going on like Jordan Hugo's ad. But if he's just powering him into the box, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's getting in there. He's third for Rotherham on um, shots on target per game with 0.3. Um, I'm just clutching at straws. I'll, I'll be honest. I really don't know. I wish I could come on here and say, yeah, I've got this stat for this. You. He is the best asset there. I really wish it wasn't Rotherham with a double game week. <laughs> the one thing I'd say about Bramall, um, A, he's not on any of those stats and he's outperforming the likes of Peltier in terms of points. B, he's like 0.1 or 0.2 cheaper than all the other options. C, his only competition is injured. Strong argument. Who's his only competition? Then? Tyler Blackett. I mean, can Fred on your demo not play there? A left back in a back four. Yeah, I've seen him do it. Oh, of course, yeah. Are they, <laughs> yeah, are they going to win? They're Rotherham, Dad. They can't waste Fred on your demo in defence. <laughs> I mean, that is true, yeah. But what was interesting in the game as well, um, midway through the first half, they switched formation. They made a sub. Um, uh, is it Revan? Raven? Yeah, I'd never heard of this person. He, he come on and he went to a back five and they somehow worse defensively. Uh, I'm not joking. It, honestly, Sheffield Wednesday could have been four or five up in that first half. Um, he quietened down a bit in the second half, but yeah, I'm struggling. But I know. I, be- I, I almost wish at this. I, I almost wish at this point Sheffield Wednesday had the double. I could yeah. talk myself into Sheffield Wednesday players. Like, I'm like aside from Jordan Hugel, I'm like. This is a waste of time. Sheffield Wednesday players, I could actually almost talk myself into. Oh, after watching that, I'd have talked myself into a trip up easily. Cause a I, Josh Windass, Josh Windass, 100%. Yeah, trying to volleys from 40 yards out and also. Because I'm one of them, if I watched, I, I shouldn't have watched it really, because I knew <laughs> it would like, affect my decisions. Because I, after seeing that, I'm just like, Straight away for about two days. It's probably a good job of recording this a couple of days later than we normally would, because I'd have been like, "No, I'm not having any." Absolutely zero chance of me having any rabbit yeah. fire. So, um, yeah, we'll go on to whip switch. But I know there's a lot of questions, so we'll probably go over Rotherham again a bit later on. But now, um, Ipswich on the screen, Angus. Yeah, so obviously there's there's a lot more there's a lot sort of nicer stats here, yeah. a lot bigger numbers, uh, which is what we like. Uh, so obviously minutes plays, uh, Fladke and Wolfenden. Um, I think I played every minute. Yeah, is that every minute? Yeah. Um, and then Chaplin uh, is third for minutes. Uh, goals you've got Broadhead six, Chaplin five, and Hurst three. Assists, Davis 6, Hurst 3, Chaplin 2. Shots on target per game, you've got Chaplin and Hurst, 1.2. Broadhead with 1. Successful dribbles per game, it's Hutchinson and Broadhead. And then Williams, 
key passes per game. It's Davis and then Burns, who's obviously not going to play, and then Broadhead. Uh, Big Chuck's created Broadhead and then Davis and then Burns. And bonus points, it's Davis, then Broadhead, then Chaplin. Um, I think the main thing that's immediately going to jump out there, a lot of mentions of four players, and it's the four players we talked about last week. Yeah. Broadhead, Chaplin, Hurst, and Davis. I think they are the four, aren't they? If yeah, I mean, if someone's on a Hladki and they really don't want to spend two transfers, or on Wolfenden and they really don't want to spend two transfers, that's fine. Or you're playing part of the bus and you go for yeah, like maybe a Williams and Davis. Yeah. Like, are you on? Are you on a boost, Angus? Uh, so the plan is still to play park the bus. Whether whether I change my mind is another matter entirely. But the plan is currently to play park the bus. Okay, we'll go for like three scenarios then, because these are a bit more interesting. We'll yeah. go with like no boosts, a park the bus, and then another boost, say triple triple or goal fest. Yeah, because um, I think we could rule midfield dynamos out here. Really, do you think? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if so, yeah. if someone's really wanting to play midfield dynamos, go for it. But I don't think this this double doesn't do anything for midfield dynamos. So I, uh, um, so I assume Burns, won't be won't, won't be going for for that. Um, I think you're doing with the Hutchinson once. If you you know you were adamant you wanted, but I wouldn't use that spot. No, no, because you Got know it, it could be Caden Jackson. It could be Marcus Harness. Yeah. Um, as I as I tweeted out, and a, a shout out to Martin from the Man On Pod for for bringing this to my attention. Uh, Somerville had 19 points in the first half uh, at the weekend. The best, the highest scoring Ipswich midfielder has 38. Yeah, so we're not getting there then. Right, we'll start with um, no boosts. So if people are on no boosts. Um, what would you be doing while you're looking at it? Because obviously it depends who they've already got. If they've got a Hladaki, you know, or they already tripled up. But if you're on no boosts, it would be ideal free. Shall I start as I'm not going to be on the boost? Yeah, Gondran, yeah. So um, I currently have Hladaki, Broadhead and Davis. Um, because... Ipswich are so good going forward that it, it can even be a long-term pick. I, I'm wanting to get off Ladaki. I've got two free transfers to enable me to do that. Uh, so I will be probably, my third option will be Chaplin or Hurst, probably leaning Chaplin just because there is more of a rotation risk for Hurst. I think the Dapo's back. They can put Jaden, Caden Jackson up there as well. So, um, that's what I would do. If you had to rank the three in your preference order, like first, second, third, who who would it be? Out of the three forwards. Oh, the three forwards. Um, I I don't think there's much between Broadhead and Chaplin, to be honest. Um, but I think they're ahead of Hurst just because of. I think they're probably safer to start. Um, we'll go to a triple-triple then now. Um, so I think this is quite easy, especially after you've gone off that. We know Davis is... You've got to have Davis, really, haven't you? You're mad if you don't go with Davis. Yeah, yeah, he's he's sort of like 
the the, the obvious pick. Then it, I'll I'll come to you, Angus, now because Dan's really answered it. Just um, so your other two players on triple triple, probably it's two of the three forwards, and who would you have? Yeah, I think for triple triple, I would I would go. It's it's boring and whatever. I would have Davis, Broadhead, and Chaplin. Yeah. See, I think I think I think John Jacobs already got him, or he's going to get him, um, and there he will. Because he loves his spot. I, I, I'd have to go on Hurst. I'd have to go against that Chaplin and Broadhead. Because everybody's yeah, I, th- I to... think that sort of depends as well, doesn't it? Or, like, how punty you want to be, where exactly you are. Like, if you're trying to really make up ground, for example. Like, say, for example, I'm down sort of 550-odd range. If I still had triple-triple left, like, in terms of making that immediate gain, Hurst would be a play for someone like me. See, I'd even do it myself if I had triple triple, and I'm at like forty, whatever I'm late forties. Mm. I'd still have good. Cause yes, it's a punt. It's the safe one is Broadhead and Chaplin, but Hurst isn't like a mad punt where you know he's miles behind these two. He's still I've got I've got a couple spot. of stats which might help which might help you that uh, Luke Irons has provided. So he provided a whole spreadsheet with sort of the various things that go, various stats, but quite handily go into into the bonus to give sort of the bonus per 90. Yeah. So this isn't necessarily the bonus points as in one to four. This is on the bonus sort of score, Okay. how much they're getting. Um, so Davis is top. He's averaging seven bonus per 90. He's got to be up there in the league with like Jewsbury or... So um, so Luke added a note. He said the bonus per 90 value of seven is higher than any gaffer asset last season. Last season's best defender was Ryan Manning. He was 5.08. And Davis is on seven. Wow. Um, so, and like, for example, key passes per 90. Swift was the best in the league last year at three. Um, Leif Davis has 3.5 per 90 from left back. He's a monster. So, so Davis, just to paint this picture, like Davis is just a killer. Second, quite comfortably in the bonus per 90, actually, is Broadhead. Okay. Broadhead is on 6.27 bonus per 90. Um, and so he, he seems quite clearly... Uh, the next one, he's he's leading the other guys quite significantly, particularly in XG per 90. Um, he also leads the other forwards uh, quite comfortably in defensive actions per 90 um, and successful dribbles per 90, um, which is the sort of thing that contributes to the, to the bonus. Um, Chaplin and Hurst are actually quite close together for bonus per 90, so particularly if you're looking at the point there. Chaplin is on 4.8 bonus per 90 and Hurst 4.51. Uh, so they're actually very close together. Um, some stuff on the forwards, uh, just because I'm just going to go through the, the, the notes Luke's given me now to highlight these things. Uh, Broadhead, um, who's uh, first for average bonus. Chaplin, fourth for average bonus. Sixth for average bonus among... Uh, Last season's top 10 forwards, that would put them. Um, Broadhead, in particular, would have been last season's best forward for bonus. 
which when you think about some of the players like Jokeres, Broadhead would have been better bonus uh, per like than him. Um, and only 10 players averaged one shot on target per 90 last season. Chaplin, Broadhead and Hurst are all doing that. Um, they did switch side, don't they? Yeah, they're 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 not bad, um, but it just shows. I think some of that just shows. Aside from Davis just being a monstrosity, um, you probably want Broadhead, but it does suggest for those who are looking at Hurst, it's it's not even that almost bigger punt against Chaplin, particularly not as big a punt as it seems. It's just minutes. That's the worry for me. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, Jamie's getting hurst. I know he is. Yeah, um, I've, I've, I've sold him on it now. <laughs> if no, I've already set myself up for part of the buzz now. I'm committed to, to it say now. You've got double defence, haven't you? I yeah, I got Williams last week, so we'll go on to part of the buzz now. Um, so I'm on Davis and Williams. I won't be adding another one because I've got broad ads in my team. And I don't want to take him out. Um, so the only other way I'd go would be a Raven player. Um, have I got the right two? Yes, so there's not much between the others by the looks of the, the sort of stats Luke sent over. Like, Leif Davis is way out in front. Williams has obviously played fewer minutes. Yeah. Um, he's not averaging much bonus per game. It's slightly ahead of Wolfenden, um, who's slight, who's, well, in terms of the average bonus per 90, Luke has Williams at 3.1. Wolfenden at 2.2 and then uh, Burgess at 2.06. So in terms of like, Williams isn't necessarily doing great, but he looks to be a better pick than than the centre-backs, um, as you would basically expect, to be honest. Yeah, and you want... It's so hard for defenders to get bonus in, especially playing for this Ipswich side. Because of how attacking they are, it's mm. it's obviously hard unless they, especially for Williams, unless he does a, a goal or an assist. I'd have thought. So basically, we're going for, like for the potential attacking threat, really, with Williams, aren't you? Really, that's all you're doing. So yeah, I think we'd say that that covers the Ipswich. Um, I hope so. I think a lot of people <laughs> would, have, you know, would guess, you know, the majority of that we knew like Davis is an absolute machine. But I did find the Hearst, Broadhead, Chaplin um, stats quite interesting. So that's it, so it's done. And then now um, I've put Twitter questions on the screen. We're not going to Twitter questions now. Um, We're going to go through our key takeaways from Game Week 14. So who wants to go first? Um, I've got one that I wanted to highlight, which is kind of Game Week 13 as well. Okay. but you know, this—it's—I uh, uh, didn't necessarily get to uh, talk about it in the same way. Uh, Perry and G. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows, um, particularly how long I spent last season going on about Perry and G. Um, two and two, which is why I, it does count for game week fourteen, um, and uh, he's now the highest scoring defender in the game. Which after we talked about Davis. Perry and G is the highest scoring defender in the game. Um, 
free kick wizard. Uh, it was a very nice free kick, actually. Um, but it's always the two sides of it, which is the big thing from this, in that after the free kick in midweek, it was a headed goal from, a, I think, a corner um, at the weekend. So um, showing that he, he can still return that way as well. Yeah, he, he is definitely someone that's on my radar at the moment, and I think he will be on a lot of people's, won't he? Yeah, he should yeah. be anyway. <laughs> Dan, anything from you? Yeah, I'm going to talk about Bristol City. They've obviously sacked uh, Pearson the other day. I, I don't know if it was a surprise, but uh, Pearson was in his last year of his contract, and it, you get the feeling he was sort of, Try and find out if they were going to offer him, but I, I think he one. was trying uh, to get sacked <laughs> based on yeah, some of his <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm not sure your your two opinion on how well we done. Do do you think he done a good job or? Um, yes, I was listening to Championship Chat podcast this morning on the way to work, and when they spoke about it, um. You know, he, he has set them up well. You know, a lot of youngsters have come through that team now, and they seem to be set now for that next manager because they were on about um, Rowett. And, sure. you know, they're saying it's basically the team's done. He, does, he doesn't need to rebuild the team, it's there ready. It's someone who can take them to the next level. And there's some good players in there, like Sam Bow. I really like him. Conway Scott's obviously left now. But, yeah, I think he's done a decent job. But, you know, he didn't pull trees, did he? Really, they never went on and like threatened like a playoff spot or anything like that, did they? Yeah, I think that's the key, isn't it? With the job he did, where they were sort of before he came in, they were sort of not far away from that relegation battle or in that relegation battle. He consolidated them a step above that. So I think we do have to say he did he did a pretty good job there. But I do think in terms of taking almost that next step on. Um, it's uh, it it needs sort of someone to um, I guess be a little bit more proactive in their playing style than Pearson. I think that's that's the the point they had reached with him. Weird guy as well, like Pearson. Very strange. Because when you look at him, you know he looks like a really like you know big tough guy, like someone who would like knock you clean out in the pub. But then when you see him on Twitter, he's like um, your granddad. Like tweeting, he just tweets random weird stuff, like you know, speaking like on behalf of his wife and stuff. I don't know, it's just dead weird. It just doesn't. I don't know. It's like someone else has got his account, like his wife tweets or something like that. Um, one of my takeaways was a couple of questions for you. Um, we spoke about it briefly at the beginning. Ryan Manning, obviously popular assets, been in a lot of teams from the start. Has he been dropped? I think so, but that's that's tough to read from what him being available for one game and not playing. But um, I know I know I saw someone say the Southampton fans have been very positive about Bree even after the midweek game. Well, I think I don't know. I'm I'm selling him this week, so um, not because of that, but well, partly because of that. But obviously, I need a defender for part of the buzz, so I don't want going to part of the buzz with doubts over mine. Yeah. Um, but I think if he doesn't start this weekend, then yeah, I think you could probably say he's possibly been dropped. Um, my thinking is he was suspended, but he played well. 
and he's give Bree another chance and you know he's took that chance again so that will be interesting also from that game while I'm there Adam Armstrong obviously disappointing for you Angus you sold I managed to just about I was about to sell him if I wasn't setting up for this part of the buzz um, but he plays centrally which I hadn't seen Southampton in the last two so I wasn't too sure if he'd actually gone back essentially but Apparently, it was just that's the first time in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So he's obviously um, back on the radar. Anything else from you two from this weekend or anything in general? Um, I mean, there, there were sort of two things I touched on it, but just going to mention um, Leeds. Um, and Somerville and Somerville and James coming back into the team. We obviously talked about Somerville not playing in midweek, um, and Dan James. I think that was a bit more hit and miss. I don't think Nonto was that bad. He'd only sort of had one start back. So what that means going forward, I'm not sure. Um, but you know, obviously, big big for them. Um, you know, the fact the fact they conceded after Luke Ayling came on the pitch can't really be surprised by that um and stoke come on i wasn't gonna mention them angus uh you have to mention them what is it three wins in a row yes yeah, sunderland leeds and, and borough as well yeah sunderland leeds and borough as a three game run and to win all of them that's big impressive um, any options <laughs> i think um Darren also reclosed Aston Slack earlier on about Hoover. He was potentially going to take a punt on him for part of the buzz. Now, I, I don't know. You well, we were on about in the group chat the other night, weren't we? You know, four key passes was it against Leeds? It was the Leeds game, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, he will get that key passes, and he's good for bonus. So if we're doing well, he and he's playing, he will pick up points. Um, He's got a really good delivery. Like, he's, much run, he's, crap. Um, he's got a very good delivery on him. So I think he's a potential asset. I mean, I'm not going to say go and get him because I'm, I don't think I'm going to do that. Well, I'm probably not. So um, other than that, I think settling in, um, the team settling a little bit, give it a few more weeks to see if it sustains, really, and see if our lineup gets a bit consistent because... I think we played the same team against Leeds as we did at Sunderland other than Stevens come out for Jordan Thompson. But then we made changes for Borough. Well, even Dwight Gale come in. So, um, yeah, wouldn't be looking at Stoke for actual assets yet other than maybe Hoover. Um, quick one on Somerville, though, Angus. Obviously, he's my biggest nemesis at the moment. And this sounds ridiculous, but he's not my top priority... Um, assets from Leeds at the moment. I really want Rutter, um, so I yeah. think yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be going there. But um, just wait a minute, let me get it up. I've just had it up. They've obviously got Leicester this week, so if you haven't got him, I don't think you'd be buying him. I'd play him if I had him. Um, and then they've got Plymouth at home, but after the international break, it's midweek. He can't play three games in a week, apparently. Well. Farker did say that he thought he would be able to in a few weeks. He just couldn't yet. Oh, that's ruined then for me. Now, whether that whether the after that international break is soon enough for him to do it, 
I'm not sure. But Farker did say it was a case of, like, right now, he, he couldn't do it, but that he would be able to. Okay. Dan, any more from you? Just on the Somerville, I think it's clear he's their best winger. You just got to just risk he's going to get benched. Um, I'm a bit disappointed I didn't captain him, I vice captain him, because we sort of knew he was going to come back in the team after missing the um, missing the midweek game. So, yeah, it's hard to drop some of them on performance unless it is through injury. So it's probably James, Nonto and, and Anthony fighting for one spot, I'd say. Yeah, and I think some of us like miles ahead of Anthony really is in, in ability as well. So yeah, yeah, Leeds. I've got two more just before we move on to the Twitter questions. One player we've seen, I wouldn't say overlook, we don't give much attention to, Philogene. I know Danny McDonald. Yeah, was yeah sorry, I did, I did want to mention him, um, yeah. I'm just looking at this here. He's returned as in a goal, assist or bonus points in every game since game week eight now. Game week eight, assist and two points. Game week nine, assist and four bonus, one bonus and ten. Game week eleven, one goal, one assist and four bonus, a bonus and twelve, a goal and three and thirteen, and a goal and four and fourteen. He is looking very, very good. Um, so I think he's worth looking at. Um, and then when I'm saying goal and assist, I'm not sure if any of them were penalty winning penalties. Um, I didn't put that because it's too much hard work for me. And then last one, um, a bit of a punt. If somebody's all set up for game week 15 and you haven't got to worry about bringing in Rotherham or Ipswich players and you know you just want to make a transfer, Watford, I've got Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday in the next two. Esprilla in his last three games scored three in his last three, getting four bonus points twice and three bonus points on the other time. So... He could be a fun little punt. Um, but other than that, I think that's everything really that I took away from game week 14. Is that it for you two? Yeah, that's everything. Right, Twitter questions, just massive shout out to um, Harry Winks and Morgan Whitaker. They were two fantastic goals at the weekend. Really enjoyed them. And of course, I haven't got the questions up in front of me. Right, no particular order. There's like 19, so we'll get through these as quick as we can. Um, FPL Ronnie asked a question, but Dan, you, you, you've answered him on Twitter rather than the podcast, so I'm going to leave that one because you've already um, gone through that question about your prediction of Ipswich. Right, FPL Clem, I want to say. Um any advice for the number one? So he's number one overall. Um, after show off before, I inevitably captain the wrong Ipswich players next week. Um, any advice for the world number one? Uh, look at what I'm doing and do the opposite. <laughs> it's worked out well for people so far. Yeah. Um, normally when people flex like that, they normally drop like a stone. So I don't wish that upon you. At, um, at least he's acknowledged that he's, he's he's got to do it while it's the case. I think that's totally fair. 
Yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm just joking. Fair play, you know. Yeah. Congratulations, you know, top stuff. Be number one at the moment, beating fantastic players like Luke. So Luke's lacking. Um, FPL yeah. hindsight. Why didn't Wolfendine start on Saturday? And is he worth taking out if I want to play triple triple this week? Davies and Broadhead and the other two as it stands. Uh, well, the first part of that, yes, he did start. Um, so, um, um, so I'm I'm not really sure what to what to say about that part. Um, uh, if you want to take him out for one of the forwards, as we, who we've obviously talked about, then then go for it. But um, yeah, not because he didn't start. Mm-hmm. I think Dan, based on what we said earlier on regarding the Ipswich players. You don't want Wolf and Dean in there. You definitely don't want to play triple trip on him, do you, sir? That's probably no, I think a I'd... good idea. Um, FF Deakin. Is double Southampton defence finally viable with this nice run? Or has Breeze inclusion in the week made Manning a player to be wary of? Keep up the good work, lads. Thank you very much, Deakin. Um, we spoke about Manning, haven't we? Um, double Southampton defence? Not for me. It's, I think it's more likely to be rotation now. Um, I do think Kyle Walker-Peters, though, is probably the, the best option out of all of them. Although he could get rested now at some point because Bree could just go over at right back. Sat Bree off. Like, you can't drop Kyle Walker-Peters. He's in red hot form. I'll be fuming if they did that. Looking at Kyle Walker-Peters now, he's returned... In his last three, four, five, last six games, uh, getting some form of return, he's like dro- undroppable to me. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think for, for some people, double Southampton defence was already viable and they've been getting points from it. Um, Manning could well be a problem. Um, at, at this point, but we don't know that for certain either. Well, I've been on double Southampton defence all season um, and I'm coming off now. But um, referring to the run, I think he's on about Millwall away, West Brom at home, Huddersfield away, Bristol City at home. So decent enough fixtures there for them. Um, but I think, yeah, it's too much risk with the Manning Bree dilemma. And I don't think you can go hold Ballis or Bednarek, are you? No, no, I wouldn't bother with a centre back. That that you know they're not good enough defensively. It's not like, for example, Leicester, where it's like, oh yeah, you can just go for a centre back and it's fine or whatever. With them, no, you need the ones that are attacking. Right, I'm going to come to you on this one, Angus, because you're mentioned in this question. Um, oh God, FPL Frog. Um, we're on Skype today, not Google Meet, so I can't put my little frog background, on, <laughs> which absolutely sent me wild. Uh, but who would you start this week? Out of Faz, Manning, and Mumbe. So that's the first part of the question. Uh, Faz, Manning, and Mumba. Um, oh, God. By default, I'm going to go Mumba because I don't like Faz against Leeds and I don't think Manning starts. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go Mumba. Okay. 
And I would also like a public apology from Angus for reportedly ignoring my request to ask for the assist king, Kellen Fisher, to be added to the game. Uh, if he can prove that he requested that, then I will apologise. Did you see that? Like At first, I was like, that's not allowed. Do you know where Sara was offside? Mm. And then Fisher ended up running on. I was like, no, you can't do that. But then I was like, well, yeah, you can really. It was Equa, the defender, who was more like, over that side. I think so. Yeah, I was like, you've got to play to the whistle. Like, you can't just stop yeah. with your hand up. Like, you've just got to play to the whistle. Um, the FPR will never stop. Dan, well, this is for you, actually, this is quite um, relatable to you. Is it worth getting your Wanson in for the double or a Rotherham just a no-go? I think it's worth it. I know it's a bit more pricier, but he's going to play any. And if we get like a Jeepers Keepers in the uh, next set, could be well set up moving forward. Because I'll be quite annoyed that you're there already. (laughs) Um, Right. Um, Oli Ash, FPL. Do I need a bit of Fred on my dinner? Talk to me. Oh, that's a good question. A very <laughs> clever man. He's a Leeds fan, then, see him? Always. Yeah. Yeah, us. I won't say anything. I won't say anything. <laughs> uh, not for me, but uh, I, d- I don't think it's the worst idea, but not for me. Dan? I mean, he's a good player, isn't he? <laughs> I knew so that was going to I was about to say, uh, you, know, it's, you know, really, it was all about his former club. <laughs> he was the best versatile player in the league at one point. <laughs> he was, to be fair. Was, was he right back, left wing back, both wings played up front? Oh, fantastic. Right, FPL commander. Um. I have got two free transfers and got triple Ipswich already. Really don't fancy having any Rotherham, but if I were to use one free and get one in, who would you choose? So just one Rotherham player, you defender, forward, midfield, doesn't matter. Who's the best Rotherham asset for you two? Hugo. Yeah, Hanson. It's not helped him at all, is it? No, no. No, I, I think, I, I think if you if you if you've got like a a hacky or a hazard, I think um, your handsome might be a good option. But otherwise, probably take the punt on Hugo. I think. Okay, um, Jordan Williams. Let's ask two questions. You can get. Um, Oh, one's quite um, a general one, so I like this. First one, do I captain Davis or Chaplin? Going to vice captain the other one. Davis. I'll go Davis as well. Yeah, probably Davis. Okay. If you had to predict the top six now, what would it be? <laughs> Leicester win it. Leicester win it. Leeds second. 
Ipswich third. <laughs> it'd be funny if you put Ipswich in. <laughs> yeah, Southampton fourth, and then you could throw in anyone. Uh, I'm gonna say, really don't know. Go on, you've got to give us two because you'll piss somebody off, and I want to come back to, on you at the end of the season as well. I'm gonna go Sunderland and Borough, Angus. Uh, Leicester, Ipswich, Leeds, Sunderland, Southampton, Borough. Okay, so, so all same six teams, just in a little bit of a different order. It, it won't be. It won't be that someone. No, someone like West Brom like. will be in there, and like Stoke will be in there, and get someone like. I'd have Leicester, Ipswich go up automatic. I'm going to go a little bit to Angus Southampton third. Because it seems to be every time I watch them, as in like a full match, they seem to be like absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm going to go Leeds fourth. I think they've just got too much on the day. Sunderland fifth. Oh, I don't want to say this because I know he's going to be straight on it in the group chats after. Hall sixth. Oh, here we go. Danny McDonald. I, I haven't seen much at all. Yeah, so yeah, that'll be my top six right now. Ask, ask me in about two weeks' time and it'll be completely different, knowing me. Um, right, next question. Niall Fairbrother. Unsure what to do with my bench this week. Would you bench Perot or Rowe? No, would you bench Perot or Rowe and KWP or Mumba? Ah, I don't, I don't, I'm confused. Let me read that out again. Let me, am I being thick here? Yes. Unsure what to do with my bench this week. Would you bench Perot or Rowe and Kyle Walker Peters or Mumba? I think it's Perot or Rowe and then either. Walker oh, Peters and Mumba. Right, okay, okay. I think that's what it's what it is. Uh, who are Norwich playing? Blackburn at home. I'd bench Rowe. Yeah. Um, and Mumba probably. Angus. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Rowe and Mumba. Right, next question, AD Tor. Um, thanks for the great content as always. Well, thank you very much, AD. Um, what boost would you like to see in the next set? Anything but Jeepers Keepers. Jeepers Keepers. Um, uh, we're going to have a big Keepers one. in the next set. I reckon. Uh, it's, yeah, it's set two where we do get quite a few double game weeks, isn't it? Towards the end. They it, they can slot in at the end. Uh, into game in well set three, don't they? Mm. So based on that, I want Jeepers Keepers. Oh, is it is it called Away Days? Yeah, yeah, Away yeah. Days. And well, they throw follow Lee down Away Days in. I don't know, Budget Buster. Oh 
Yeah, we've still got our budget, but still haven't we follow the leader away day cheapest they're the four big ones, aren't they? Is there ever forgot any? Um I don't think so. Uh you probably you probably have to throw in sort of a couple of less exciting ones just to balance it out. <laughs> Um, no, just throw all the biggest yeah, six in, and people choose choose your best three lads. Go on. That that would vary, vary the game up a little bit because there'll be a lot of different strategies. And you because you don't want just like like let's say away days, follow the leader, and what's another bit cheapest keepers, and then free crap ones because everyone's going to use the same three, aren't they? I don't want that. That's too boring. I want carnage. Yeah. Unless I. You know, inevitably go down the wrong route and it goes terribly. And then before I know it, I'm like in the hundreds and I'm like, this game's shit. Yeah, I'm just after more of the sort of follow the leader joy of last season. I can't even remember. I think I went, I know Watford every time last year killed me off. I know we had Watford in It was Sheffield United, weren't it? Sheffield United against Burnley. Hammered Burnley and then they had Watford. Yeah, Hammond Burnley lost to Rotherham. That was it. Yeah, so yeah, some big ones like that. Uh, Mark Dorney, best attacking Rotherham asset is the one. I think we've answered that, haven't we, with Jordan Hugo? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I always kill this guy's name. Petteri Anunen? Yeah. yeah. I hope I've got that right. Your newest and last ranking for best triple triple 15 players so we had kind of answered that regarding just steps which and i don't think you're gonna have any rotherham but would it be the three that we said for it earlier on or three of those four yeah 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 okay fpl shakazulu number one oh god it's three questions here why are swansea blackburn and millwall good away but rubbish at home do their fans scare them? I'll be honest, I don't know their home or away records. If... Anybody know? Um, <laughs> Millwall are scared of Millwall are scared of their fans. Um, it's that Swansea players. That Swansea do. players don't like Swansea players don't like Wales. Um, and who was the other one? Um, was it Blackburn? Yes, Blackburn. Blackburn. Uh, Blackburn are scared that the chicken's going to come back. <laughs> uh, second question. Is Stoke the real deal now, or or will it crumble like a house of cards if we invest in them? I kind of, I've covered Stoke a little bit there earlier on, didn't I? I don't think um, you'd go near them yet. And then best... I know what's going gonna... to gonna happen, Jamie. You're going to win like two more games. Then you've got a decent run. You'll you'll get triple stoking like you always do every season. <laughs> and then it'll go shit. Yeah. Tyrus Campbell come back from injury and um he'll be going straight to my team. Best six to six point five um, million asset between Larice, Stoke, Philogene and Esprella. Philogene. Philogene, yeah. Philogene, yeah. Would like a punt on like we mentioned earlier, have a punt on a Sprella, that'll be fun. Um, Bears FPL I am playing part of the buzz this week so I have a bit of a benching dilemma I feel Dewsbury and Clark are essential 
So which two players would you bench out of Sari, Somerville, Smoddix and Armstrong? I am currently thinking of benching Somerville and Smoddix. I'd bench Smoddix definitely out of all them. Yeah. Is it about Adam Armstrong? I mean, if you have Stuart Armstrong, <laughs> then I have other questions. You would be all right for a bit. Definitely, definitely benching Stuart. Yeah. We bench Sarah and Smoddix and start some of them. I don't Armstrong. know. Norwich, Norwich aren't good. And they're going to attack, aren't they? It's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he's, well Norwich are scoring on Casino and Cesaro's got potential game points. Smoddix then could um, for their counter argument to that. But then, um, who's Adam Armstrong got? I looked at Southampton earlier. Millwall away. Um, and then, obviously, Somerville's got Leicester, so it's a bit of a tough one. I'd still go Smoddix and Sorry. Yeah, if Armstrong plays on the right though then that's probably a bench until that no that's the thing and I think Somerville and also they've got a higher ceiling than the other two do you think the Leeds Leicester game is going to be tight or do you think it's just going to be end to end tight crazy game I think Mm. Leicester will just kill them off they'll just keep ball keep ball keep ball Yeah, I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting a great deal for, from it. Like, um, you know, it's going to make an interesting decision for people in terms of who they start. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough to read that one. I think that what that game needs is well, it definitely doesn't need a Leicester early goal, but a Leeds goal really would um, really open that game up. It'd be interesting to see how Leicester react to that. So if Leeds yeah. got the early goal and they can hit them on the counter. Then we could get a good game then. But 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 Leeds won't be able to keep them out. No, I don't think they will defensively. I think they'll have too much. I'd love like Leicester like literally like take it to Leeds, like we'll get you know what? Vardy, Andy and Nacho. Like just literally mix it up, change the formation, just yeah, go for it. Love to see a bit of that. Just four four two. <laughs> yeah, four four two, fuck it. <laughs> right. Um yeah, so I don't think we really helped him with that but it is a tough one and it's that question you're going to get points on the bench whatever yeah, you're yeah. going to get it that, wrong that, whatever that's you that's the inevitability um, right Carrot King Alexander Chow do you think Manning has lost his place now if yes so we've covered that bit who's the best replacement if you don't have Walker Peters then him I think you've got <laughs> like, I, I'd hope that he's got Davis but I'd say because of the double, Williams. But if yeah, if you were going for a single game with player, it's got the Walker Peters or Perry and G. Would you say? Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm a big fan of Perry and G. Um, obviously, playing the mighty Stoke away this week, which is very tough. Um, so, uh, particularly if you're looking elsewhere, then. Uh, well, I'm not even sure where you would go, to be honest. Uh, I was just looking across the teams being like, right, something come to me. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit tough. Um, it's been like that all season, though, hasn't it? Like, three yeah. daisies of the first 14 game weeks. Like, like one player will jump out like Ranky Costello as the last few weeks. Now Perry and G is. 
But really, it's been tough really to choose a decent defender, I think. Uh, I'll, ju- I'll just go with uh, Hoover. Yeah, good shot. Four bonus in the last two games. Hoover time. Hoover. Right, last question, Chris. Um, FF Boarding Eagle. Uh, it doesn't say... Um, oh, sorry. With one boost left and triple Ipswich ready, would you play part of the boards or goal fest? Six million in the bank, so any player is in within reach. Six million. His team's decent as well. Um, Who's he missing then? Well, oh, he's missing the lead striker in the up front. Ah, uh, yes. He's still got Armstrong Broader Chapel. He's, he's quite tempoist. Yeah, it's, it's good. He's in there, a bit different. But he's only got Perry and G. Um, would you play part of the buzz or goal fest with that? I'd play goal fest. Yeah, I think goal fest. Just based on that defence side with um, Kakai and then Lindsay, he's got one free transfer. Yeah, you see. Then you've got Pereira against Leeds as well, and you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, NG against Stoke as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, goal fest, and I think just make sure. Yeah, that that's all the questions I can see. Um, so that is a wrap. Anything else that you two like to cover before we say our goodbyes? No, I think that's it. Don't think so. No, hopefully we've been help regarding the Ipswich and Rotherham assets. I wish we could have been a bit more positive about Rotherham. It would have been made the game week a bit more interesting if we had a potential like six assets to go to um, for it. Um, and then obviously Rotherham is the four, really, so it's going to be quite tight this week I think in returns of terms of the Ipswich players but yeah that's it then so thank you very much for listening make sure you do give us a like subscribe and all that jazz that we go on in every week um, and we'll see you next time goodbye bye, bye.